You are listening to 10 Wrestling's 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at 10 Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions, on Twitter at 2300 Wrestling P1, and catch new episodes of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, and other leading platforms. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is David Keener from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. This past Sunday, January 16th, 2022, a great fan of the world of professional wrestling was lost. We lost somebody who has gone to many, many shows throughout the tri-state area. This fan's name was Bill Palmarino. So, with great salute, here's a 10-bell salute in the air for you, and you will be missed, my brother. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet tea referee, Dave Keener. I mean, it is tea, but it's not sweet tea. You just totally talked over the... Hey! That tastes like lemon. Lemon? Yeah, it's not sweet. It's lemon. Lemon? Yeah, and lemon. it's not sweet tea. You're not You're not my lemon tea. Right, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're my sweet tea. So, but there's no sweet tea. This, this is uh, brisk. What the what heck the, is wrong? What's, what's wrong with catering? Come on. What, what, dude, what are they doing? You're, you're, you're the one that didn't bring sweet tea to your house. I know, but it's still tea. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very sorry for the people who are out there that's listening to this. He's trying to be funny, but he's not. I mean, Mike, the guy over there, is just giving me that stone cold face. Stone. Yeah, completely. I, 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 not cold. And I mean, he only even smoke weed, so we're good. So, who do we have on today? We had Tony DeVito earlier. Oh, now. Yes, now. This is Mike, that guy over there, Priscilla, because that's what we told him we had it earlier. Hi, Mike. Hi. <laughs> That was a horrible, horrible, horrible... You need to do it again. You need to go... Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to the 2030 Wrestling Podcast. That's DB. Our guest tonight is Mike, that guy over there, Priscilla. Better? Let's do it again? Because you're supposed to say, where's he from? Northeast. You know what I'm trying to get, right? I know what you're trying to get. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, like, what's his podcast name? Oh, was it the Independent Wrestling Show or something like that? The Wrestling Independent. Yeah, I was close. Did he just totally, like, screwed this whole thing? up you know i'm playing this is going to be going up like this well the yeah. fact that i'm just happy that a keener let me into their house because it's a keener <laughs> what other kind of great honor do i want but it's not the other keener this is just the this is like the kmart keener keener <laughs> what are you saying i'm like a gobot Yes, you're the GoBot of the. That's like the Walmart of no, no, no. Transformers. Walmart, Walmart's a little bit higher in class now. Uh, well, just not that Walmart. That's like going to Aldi. Oh uh, yeah, it's like going into the Aldi. You got you got the the that Keener, you know. Uh, hi, Mike. Fuck you, Dave. Oh shit, this is great. I love this. You're my brother. You'll always be my brother, Mike. So, welcome to the family, brother. Welcome to the family. I'm happy to be here. Wait, wait, wait. He said welcome to the family. Run. This family's not from, like, Alabama, is it? No, no, no. We don't we don't sleep with sisters. No, 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 no. That's Brooklyn. Oh, okay. No, no, no. There'll be sisters. Oh, you, you said sisters. Oh, whatever. It's completely different. This is going to be getting edited big time oh, now. Oh, no, God, it's going ghetto. Oh, my God. What the? <sighs> welcome. Nope. Welcome. Nope. Nope. We already did that. <laughs> 
This is the fun. So here, here we go. We got Molly from the Independent, the Wrestling Independent. Yeah, Wrestling Independent. Okay, and you just yelled at me for getting it wrong. So insert you fucked up chant right there, dude. That's what we need to edit in here. You fucked up. I'm gonna do that. Fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. Right in there. Nah, I'm just kidding. The next one CW show. Ask them if we can just get their crowd to chant that for thirty seconds. (laughs) Hold on, just a second. Editing. But it's it's PG. You yeah, need, you need to go. You screw it up. You screw it up. You no. You messed up. No. You met, no, no. You fouled up. You fouled up. No. So you screwed up. So Mike is my co-host on the mini series. Right. Yes. So, I'm not there for that. Yeah. You, you, you disappear. So if anybody, wants I gotta to, work. Leave me alone. So like, got to get paid. Anytime, anytime I do a mini series, I'm. I hope Mike is around. I definitely. You know what I mean, did if you just call him Mikey? No, I didn't say Mikey. It sounded like he hopes Mikey is around. I heard that. No. 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 You're trying to like. You're trying to do that thing. So wait, I I do that thing. That that thing you do. Oh gosh. <laughs> Are you going to come out as Tom Hanks? No, more like Steve Zahn. <laughs> At least you're not the drummer. The original uh, that broke his arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, the thing. There you go. No, I, I forgot his name. So we had fun. Giovanni Ribisi. We had fun the first time we did the miniseries. Yeah, it was a great time. I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, and I had fun. Like, people came over and they sat with us. And, mm-hmm. and I got you Kayla Sparks, and she's going to be on later in, later in the season. February 6th. Oh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. What I got that? you Chris Hammer. I know you got Chris <laughs> Yes, I know that. You got a lot of time. I'm always thank you for that. But this is all about Mike Tim. And I mean, we had WWE legends too. Yes, like we just had one not that long ago. But um, Rip Rogers. Yes, yes, yes. But this is all about him. You always want to bring other people into the podcast, like Austin Aries. But we're talking about Mike from Wrestling Independent. Right, Mike. Yes, Mike. Okay. So what made you become a fan? The first thing that caught my eye was uh, probably, it was actually the one, two, three kid uh, Rizzo Ramones was really what I first got into. So the baby doll match and all that. And that's, and I was kind of a casual fan, but the, um, I was over my grandmother's house after my grandfather passed away. I stayed over her house for a little bit. And what really grabbed me and drew me in was the, that was the Chris Benoit, Kevin Sullivan arena match. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that was the point that I was watching that I was like, wow, this is like it. That is, that was one of, it's one of the things I can't wait. I would love to try to get Kevin Sullivan on the 29th. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan to me just, yeah, watching that match was just, and it was great. My grandmother had one of those black boxes that got all the pay-per-views for free, so... Keep it down. They might come after us, though. What was your, like, so I know this is about Mike, but I want to ask you the same question. What drew you in? Drew me in? What was the first match that drew you in? In, in? Yeah. Like, oh my God, that's so freaking cool. I want to watch more. Bret Hart versus Perfect, 91. Like, I watched wrestling, but I that's See, the one that kept me going. I've been watching wrestling since I was five, okay? I'm 42 now, okay? So for me, going back to Steamboat Savage, WrestleMania 3, the dog oh. collar match between Piper and Valentine at Starcade yeah. 1. Going back and watching Dusty and Magnum team up and all that. Like, people really didn't watch NWA, WCW way, way back. Everybody's like, oh, WWF is way to go, you know? But I watched WCW. I watched NWA. I watched All Japan mm-hmm. way, way back. Back when um, Masahiro Chono mm-hmm. and Muda mm-hmm. and all those guys were in their prime. So, next time when uh, if we do another mini episode at uh, Championship 
championship wrestling. One of the people that we need to get on is Gabby Ortiz. If you've never talked to Gabby Ortiz, the first episode of the Wrestling Independent, still up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all plat- major podcast platforms. Well, check them out. Um, it was cool talking to her because I asked her that question and her answer was she was born into it. So Gabby Ortiz, um, her grandparent, their house is where all of the wrestlers would hang out after the shows. So she has pictures of her grandmother and grandfather hanging out with Bruno San Martino. Uh, who were her grandparents? The they were just local people. Just local. That just knew people and they would come over and like she has pictures of Andre the Giant sitting in her grandmother's house drinking all the amount of alcohol in all of Philadelphia. So she's literally like if you watch Young Rock she's like when they were at her his grandmother's up there in Allentown and yeah. they all came over. It, it was because like it was because of Philly Obviously, you guys know very famously, they stop serving alcohol after two. Right. Andre drinks after two, so he needs a place to go. So, yeah, that, that, that was her story. Himself. Yeah. Here's an all fact about Gabby. She was in the movie Jersey Girl as a um, backup um, girl. Oh, the main girl? The main girl is her stunt double. Oh, that's Tell crazy. Something. Yeah. I, I, I heard it on an interview. So, she talked about George Carlin in mm-hmm. the interview. So, I will love to talk about that with her because I am a big George Car- Carlin fan. She's also one of the single most important people in the city of Philadelphia. How so? Um, she is Mayor Kenny's direct se- secretary. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Nice. Oh. So when she went to Japan a few years ago, she had to go to Kenny and ask Kenny for the time off. <laughs> wow. No, that's kind of cool. That's cool. That, that is awesome. Yeah. There goes the sugar tax. Mm. Joking. Joking if you listen to this. Joking. Joking. Yeah, joking. Gabby's great. Yeah, Gabby. I, I love Gabby. Dude, Gabby's every time awesome. we see her, it's, it's amazing. She's always happy. Saw her at one CW. Yes, yes. We'll see her again. Yep. Yeah. You sound like this is like the, huh? end, of the end of the day. And it's like, oh. Good no. Morning. I mean, it's four thirty in the afternoon, and it shouldn't look this dark. Yeah, it should because it's winter time. Shh. They don't need to know that. Okay. I mean, because by the time this show comes out, it'll probably be June. Oh, you asshole. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, we'll go with May. Every time you want to rib me, you want to do this. I am done. I'm getting out of here. I'm doing all scenarios. I'm out. Bye. Did you just do a go, you guys? I'm killing him. I was actually hoping it was going to start slamming the equipment and then remind him it was his. Wait, wait, wait. I got to tell you about the funniest. So when we go to a friend of ours named Mike Lapia, who lives in Chai. Is that Chai? Or what's that? Chai. Chai. So we had, we did, what was it? Rumble 18 with Nakamura one. And we, we did this big, huge rib where we took the chairs and we threw the chairs on the ground and it sounded like people were getting hit. It was, it was a work. <laughs> and we, we got people following it and everything else. And then we get text the next day. What the hell happened? What's going on? Everybody all right? Yeah, why? Like, we listened to the show. We heard what happened. I'm like, oh, yeah. Did you like it? I'm like, yeah, we thought a fight broke out or something. Well, kind of. Everybody's all right now. Worked. It got people following the show and everything else. And it was a great rib. Yeah, we named that show <laughs> Marks of the Round Table. <laughs> that I want to bring back. I want to have yeah, a round table. Mark. That was the fun part. Marks of the Round Table. I never brought that one up to you. Because huh, I was forgetting about the whole Instagram podcast part. We're a new Yeah, set. like Jay White said. Jay White, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> so if, uh, let's say, let's say you like always said F this to somebody and a friend goes and finds the, the famous person and they do a video, okay? And they say F Mike. Would you think that would be cool? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure because I thought it was amazing. Yeah, you know I mean, the freaking heartbeat. Dude, I, like you heard when we had
had Tony on. When we had Tony DeVito on. Yeah. The whole entire time, he's sitting there ribbing on me. Oh, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. I'll rib right back. I, I won't take offense to it. Let's have fun. Oh, yeah. It, it was fun having Tony on and all that. And let's 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 get, let's get into this um, interview. Well, we got an interview? Yeah, we'll get an interview oh, with Mike, hi, Mike up here. Look at that. He doesn't remember what we're doing. He thought we're not. Uh, I'm here. You're hi. here? Let's so, go. okay. In the wrestling business, we got the whole um, Hannibal stabbing. Mm. I would like to hear from your words doing the interview with well, Nigel. Well, Nigel kept everything off the record. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like I, I asked him before the I asked him before the my interview, um, you know, if he wanted to talk about it, and he just got emotional and told me some stuff, but he kind of kept it off the record. Okay, well, yeah. but in your opinions about it, um, my opinion, someone needs to file criminal charges, and I hope that that that's happening. That's attempted. Yeah, no, it was so what whether the, it was a work or not, it's still attempted. What the only thing that I'll say about that stuff is the things that have come out, which is every. Everybody that apparently has worked Hannibal says don't work him because he goes into business for himself. Um, that people mentioned to the promoter that sometimes that happens. And that um, from what it sounds like that um, Del Toro, the referee, was handpicked by Hannibal to be on the show to begin with. Okay, okay. Wow. So like that, that's the whole thing. Like, like when he, uh, <laughs> when he put out his little statement that um, everybody knew about it. Everybody knew that was going to happen. The mask was too small. He couldn't see out of it. And he never used the weapon. Yeah, and, and it sounds like he wanted to do a spot with a referee and then promoter told him he needed to get his own ref to do it, is what it comes off as. Yeah, um, it sounds like it. I think I think the whole thing is bullshit. I'm reading like stuff from like um, Bam Bam Gordy's daughter um, saying it was like scary. I mean, she was down there. And- mm-hmm. it, it, it was, yeah, they stopped the whole show like there was medics in the ring and everything because it was that bad but like knowing that you're a wrestler you know like when you're hitting somebody you're not really supposed to like get the whole thing and stab the well going back to even a few months ago the Chris Jericho Nick Gage match you see Nick Gage take the light tube and stab it into Jericho's head over and over and you see the blood come out but you know in reality he's not taking a full shard of glass and just like jabbing it up and down on his forehead because that would just be ridiculous I remember Matt Tremont, he said um, none of his students are learning um, deathmatch wrestling when they're training. They'll learn later on when they get to know how to wrestle. And that's one of the reasons why I have a lot of respect for Matt Tremont for what he does. I'm trying to remember who it was um, I was talking to a few months ago and, and they said like, you know, um, oh no it, it, it was uh, Nick Gage on Chris, Jer- on Chris Jericho's t- podcast. He said if he's getting really scared watching some of the deathmatch stuff that he sees happening in some of the other countries like things like Russia and stuff because they don't know how to tell a match they're just like throwing glass at each other to throw glass at each other they don't understand the builds and how to do all that I know Dave doesn't want to do any deathmatch stuff but I did one and it's scary right yeah I did uh, um what was it Chondo versus Tank yeah match and I just got out of the way yeah. the pin. but it's it's scary like I I worried that the person in the ring doesn't die in the 
ring if they do something wrong. I remember watching the old Cage of Deaths. And I, I mean, I remember like the one had like weed whackers and like Wife cac- Peter. cactuses and... Wife Peter. Yeah, no, I remember that one. I think it was Cage of Death 4. Yeah. Yeah, that was all Wife Peter. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and like you're watching this stuff and you're just like, there's no reason to no. to do, to go, to step over a certain limit. I mean, I, I me. remember watching it and who was it? Trent? I think Trent versus Nate. I can't remember. And Nate Hatred, if yeah. people wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was the Weed Whacker and all that, that stuff. It, it was just, Deathmatch was different back then. Like that cage hung from the roof of the arena, you know? And when people got up there and you see Ruckus take uh, suplex and he does the 450 or yeah. whatever, it was different back then. Did you see the Mad Tremont and Akita? Akita? Onita? Anita, that's Asashi Onita, no. That, like, when going into that um, pit of bombs and stuff like that, I'm like, what the F? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, there's some stuff that I'm just like, that's like the Onita had the, uh, what was it? The um, anal explosion match or whatever it was. He had like two or three of those. And that's not something I, I feel like watching. No, I want to watch a match that's going to be built up. Yeah, like I don't need said. to see someone shove a firecracker up someone's butthole and light it. I'm good. <laughs> like like the Dave's question, the build up. You know what I mean? Right. You want the build up in wrestling. You want to bring that back. You want to put a storyline together from six months to now. You know what I mean? You want to start from the back to how you want to end it and have the on the beginning and where's the build up give me build up there's no build up in wrestling. right where's the build up that, that's like watching Hogan be a different wrestler in WWF than he was when he was in New Japan you know if you go back and you watch Hogan in New Japan where he did the hip tosses and he did the big high moves off the top but that's and everything not building else. up that's just in wrestling. Right. But the, there was buildup between him and Chono. Okay, yes. You know, where he actually wrestled and stuff like that and with WCW, and they did it again. Correct. What's your opinion about the whole buildup stuff? <laughs> there's too much of it. Like like I said, there's a lot of hot shotting. There's a lot of throwing people in matches just to throw them in matches and burning through people. I, I mean, I think there just needs to be more build How up. did we get here? It's like Brock Lesnar getting into that four-way last... Five-way. Five-way. It was became a five-way right but it was a four-way and now it's a five-way because his opponent is in COVID well yeah. that's also typical WWE anyway I mean how many times do you hear that the, like as they're in the middle of the show Vince is still writing it like yeah. there's no long-term story building in WWE at all we were at the one CW show right and we were waiting for Enzo to show up in the back and I'm sitting there talking to Sean and I'm like what are we gonna do Sean's like we need a filler all right let's find a filler and you see Hobo Harry and he's like used to 10 minutes or five minutes go work it out and then we had a filler yeah that that's where that always comes in you got to have that filler ready to go because there's plenty of times where you do a pay-per-view and there's supposed to be a match and that match got scratched last minute so the whole enzo thing was because of um he was late and right well he was down the street at mcw oh was he down the street from mcw or mcw oh okay <laughs> okay okay makes sense yeah he did his spot with mcw and then he came over to one cw that's what happened and then i mean there's there's other things tony was saying when we had tony devito on um this is really no build up anymore like, like going back like you were saying going back to Sean and Razor that build up all the way up to that ladder match at Wrestlemania 10 took a good 5 5 months in that area to get the build up yeah. same thing with other matches like Crush and Doink there's the build up I did the like, Crush and Doink match yeah and I mean build up well that or the problem is the build up is so subtle you don't realize it right. like that was kind of the whole thing that I was thinking when 
Hangman Adam Page won the title and there and Tony's like, Oh, this has been a two year story. I was like, It has? And like they they talked about some stuff. You're like, Okay, I could see how that's kind of a story. And apparently that was mapped out since day one, but it was like, Well, then the story wasn't told well enough then. Technically, Adam Page is the first AEW World Heavyweight Champion. He won that battle royal for the AEW World Championship. First pay-per-view. Adam Page was handed that world title by Bret Hart. Okay. And then they gave it to Jericho the next night. Nobody see no Nobody remembers this. Yeah, I don't remember the... Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I didn't get into the whole AEW is the greatest thing in the... No, I don't think it's the greatest thing in the world. I think it's WCW. I think it's oh, no, Cody it's, picking up where his father left off. Yeah, it's WCW version 2.0, and that's right. fine. You're, you're bringing in David Crockett, and you brought in J- Jim Ross, and you brought in uh, Shivani, which were all the guys that pretty much ran NWA WCW back in 92, 93 mm-hmm. before Bischoff did it. Yeah. yeah, like, I didn't get into the whole AEW. I feel like the fans just went... But I mean, the, the, the thing I liked about AEW was in that Battle Royal, you had had the first paraplegic wrestler yeah. and you had Zach Gowan in that match and like you have people that you really wouldn't see wrestle Sunny Days you know which is a pretty good wrestler like, I, I like the fact that he's using people other than bigger names. Yes, granted, he brought in Punk. He's got Cole. He's got Bobby Fish, Daniel Bryan, Kyle. Or the American Grand, Kyle, yeah, but, Big Show, and Mark Henry. He's pretty much just picking up the people that Vince go. But then you also have the guys like Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss and Britt Baker. Bear who, Country. Bear Country. The Gun Club, you know? I think he's done a good job of mixing it. Right. And, and, and that's kind of where TNA went in the wrong direction you know years ago was they brought in the main guys then the main guys were the only thing that you saw on TV and they were the only things that the company was based around Tony's doing a good job of mixing it up I like what Tony's doing I like what AEW's doing I like it better than WWE I mean Tony's got two of the greatest guys in the world as his head trainer Jerry Lynn and Chris Daniels the thing that I don't like about AEW Cody Rhodes is in charge the Young Bucks are in charge Kenny Omega's in charge and who's who's always on top Cody's boys mm, yeah the talk is Cody it really doesn't stay around those guys anymore no. though but it's still they're not still since, all in charge in the not since they had the kid Cody's been doing other things I understand that but it's still they're they're the ones on top it's, it's really Daniels that, running it but it's still Cody's boys yeah you know what I mean I mean who are the AEW tag team champions it's still the Bucks no it, uh, Lucha Brothers Lucha so who started yeah. in the beginning Lucha's brothers right and I mean you got Paige is the world champion. Cody's the TNT. Who's the TBS? Did they crown the TBS yet? No, not yet. But a Apparently, Khan's the one that does all the booking. That's and, and he said he's pretty much been the only person booking since 2019. And I mean, he's got himself in some heat right now with everything he said about Big Swole. So. But uh, Leo Rush posted some stuff about that the other day, or yesterday, about um, having a meeting with him and that he really had an in-depth conversation with it. Right. And that he feels great having Tony as a boss and that Tony's really doing, making strides towards whatever, so. Hey, I, I- I, I, they had to win me over. They haven't won me over yet. Yeah, I mean, but I haven't they, watched. They did do the tribute to the ECW the one night, which I thought was pretty cool. WWE did the same thing. I also don't watch WWE anymore, so I just a I, lot of, I, for me it was the talent 
cuts. And I was just like, if they're going to treat their talent, like I just can't support. Right. See, for me, and this is a plug, plug, plug. Um, I really enjoy watching IWTV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If anybody out there has watched IWTV, watch it, please. I'm on there quite a bit. <laughs> uh, plug, plug, plug. But go back and you can watch old CCW, like when Reckless Youth was there and Don Montoya and Cujo and watch when Carino was PWF and you watch these guys that are big now like Ricochet and Joey Janela and um and then there's other guys who have passed on like Trent and Z-Bar and probably quite a few others that are on this and you go wow I remember that I was there for that that was pretty cool well, you know and, and that's actually you know that sentiment is actually what the reason that I started my show is because I wanted to be something that would that when the fans listen to it they kind of my show is a little bit different in that it's more of an emotional journey than your typical wrestling show I really try to get them to focus on the memories and the things that make them wrestling fans and, and you know what and reflecting on it and the the idea was is if I could get that emotion out of my interview guests then and my listeners watch this and they listen to it and all this other stuff then when they see those guys go on to be something bigger like we talked about a Kayla Sparks and a Gabby Ortiz people that have these renegade twins yeah renegade twins people that have well I haven't had them on my show yet well no no I mean just saying the idea is that when there's someone in 10 years, you can be like, you want to know what? I remember them talking about watching wrestling with their grandmother on Saturday afternoon. And I felt like I was there with Goes back to when you were talking about the Wildwood shows. When they did the Wildwood shows in the old arena type building, you had guys like Cujo and Candido and Harley Lewis, Derek Domino, Ken Porter, Psychotron, the guy with the mannequin that came out with Raven, um, and Devin Storm, Ace Darling, uh, Cujo, you know, these guys, um, Twiggy and Madonna, who were all great independent wrestlers who just don't want to do it anymore. I, I talk to Reckless all the time. And he's like, you know, I'm, I've been out for five years. I, I don't know. Same thing with Ace. Ace has been out so long. They're like, I don't know anymore. I'm like, it, but it would be great. I'm not saying wrestle again. I'm saying come to a con, hang out, do stuff. You know what I mean? People be like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool that you found him. Let's go hang out with him. Well, well, here's a perfect example. So let's say that we decide, let's say, um, because we've talked about it a bunch. Let's say that we do convince reckless to do a a podcast right you get them to do the podcast then you use the podcast to plug them being on an icons of wrestling then you have all of your listeners that are then expecting to go see them at the show and that's a great platform to to be able to do that so then i also think it would help alleviate those guys fears like a reckless if because then there's advertisement behind him and then you're going to have people that may not know who he's been that now know who he is yeah so let's get into an all question wait wait, wait. but then you got the other great wrestlers that are coming up Mm -hmm. you know what i mean guys like ryan mcbride and joe keys and dante caliballero who are mcw guys um killian mcmurphy um tyler Mm -hmm. ty awesome um but these these are all guys that want to get out there and get their names known and they're great wrestlers you know but people are always like who go watch a show black wall street probably one of the greatest tag teams i've seen so far the mcw one mcw ken dixon these are all great wrestlers and people are like who go see them go to a mcw show go to a one cw show go to what iwa vintage show go to a super crazy show go check out these great independent wrestlers because people don't believe that you gotta start somewhere and independent wrestling is where to start you 
can't just go right to WWE or AEW or something like that. What do you want? A pizza? You want Domino's? Because Tony said something about it. If we're getting Domino's, <laughs> I'm out. I don't. I don't eat crappy food. No, if I'm doing pizza, it's Johnny's right up the street there. So I would like to talk about your three questions. Okay. Okay. Where did you start putting this stuff together? So um, there's two different things. One, like I said, the aim of the show was to make wrestlers feel like they were, or to make the fans feel like they were part of the wrestlers journey so mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to get a little bit emotional and so I'm um, interviewing my first guest and the first person that I had on Nigel Rabbit is actually going to be my guest this week um, I'm talking to him and I feel like you know what got you into wrestling is always like you know an easy question to ask someone yeah. it's kind of like a go-to and it's something that a lot of people ask and then I I um, with him I asked you know what got you into wrestling and then I had this thing where I was talking to him and what got him into wrestling was his father was an evangelical minister that moved from place to place to place to place Mm -hmm. and when he was six he saw a WWE um, um, notebook and the idea of this confident powerful looking person really drew him in and then it was wrestling became that thing that was a constant for him so like no matter where he moved there was always wrestling so then at the end of the interview I asked him I was like you know well what would you say to that six-year-old about all these amazing things that you did because Nigel he's been um he's been on shows in front of 70,000 people he's great Kali's one of great Kali's go-to guys in that he's met the prime minister of India while he was with the great Kali so I was like you know what would you tell that six-year-old about what you went through and he just the question got him and then a couple weeks later I'm interviewing PJ Savage who anyone who hasn't seen PJ Savage wrestle you have to watch this guy wrestle yes and um I decided to I I asked him the how did you get in and I knew I was going to ask him I was going to follow up with would you have any advice for but then I threw in the what made you become a wrestler and so I really decided those were going to be the bedrocks of what was the first thing that you remember wrestling what drew you in and then if they're someone who's been doing it for a couple years I'll ask them you know what would you tell your younger self about becoming this and if it's a newer person like I've had a Cat Spencer a Vinny Talata on and I asked them instead of what would you tell yourself about this I changed it to um, say it's 10 years from now you're going through a rough patch give yourself a piece of pick me up advice to remind yourself while you're while you're doing it. see I always say when I'm a Disney guy you know Walt Disney said it best that always keep moving forward that I might get down I might get hurt you know my knees are killing me I'm 42 and I've been doing this for a long goddamn time but we get up in the morning cup of coffee breakfast keep moving forward let's go let's keep doing this because no matter what happens in life I'm gonna keep on moving until the day I die you have some sort of sarcastic comment I can see that look on your face you nope. dumb mother nope nope you say that now nope nope so <laughs> you think I'm gonna say something sarcastic or anything uh, no but I love doing this I love sitting here putting content out I love everything about this and I know you have the love too about finding out stories and, and stuff yeah I, I mean what really drew me into wrestling journalism was the movie Almost Famous and I remember watching that, that Cameron Crowe yeah Cameron yeah. Crowe um it had a uh, Penny Lane was played by Kate Hudson. Yes. 
great movie and amazing movie and it sad but amazing and i was in radio to begin with and i kind of took the same tactic of like if i could just be along for the ride i yeah. don't need to be the driver if i can be along for the ride and just be a fan up close then hell put me on the back of that bus all the way in the back i'm mm -hmm. okay let's go so you're saying you were in the radio business yep what did you do in there i was a news director on 9 11 and i was 19 um i was a production director i was an operations manager for a station for a while i taught radio production at the in at burlington county college now it's rowan college at burlington um isn't it a part of uh, rowan university now? yeah now it's okay. yeah, yeah now it's, i know what you're talking about yeah so i taught it for a while i mean so i really i had a, a career that lasted about five years okay so you in the business of doing this like yeah not that business i'm trying to be serious you know what i mean can i be serious for a second you look nothing like lance storm okay i mean at least he got the reference you got the same belly now but, but you missed but you messed up the line did i yeah it's if i could be serious for a moment oh you gotta drag it out oh okay and you gotta put your hand out if i could be serious for a moment well i did the db version so you gotta be boring so what would you change up for a podcast um change up for your podcast yeah um i have executive producer notes like working on your transitions things like that but that's really about it stick to your times <laughs> but there's a lot of editing because yeah. this is all this is not live so yeah. i always edit like crazy oh no i know so yeah it's always because like looking at him i'm like trying to get him to do more questions and i know he's my sidekick but he's more than a sidekick. we need that type of thing for the truck the jeep with but, the sidecar on it but like i want him to get out more and start talking i don't want to do the whole show yeah the engineer should never drive the conversation oh i'm not the engineer i'm just no. somebody that we lost we lost people doing in, this in, stuff in, in radio speak you're the engineer yeah 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 i know i am right now but before we had people doing it mm. and since since everybody um i can't do this i can't do this i can't do this and i just fell so now i have to do everything because nobody wants to join us nobody does want, nobody wants to join everybody's us. got their own issues yeah, everybody has issues but i enjoy i enjoy everything we did so far like doing the um, side shows and all that i want to that's it i got it he's sideshow mike no it's okay you can say no. yeah i don't need the simpson lawyers coming after me yeah, yeah. no you see how fast you, you, know what, you don't want kelsey grammar coming after you wrong person kelsey grammar was sideshow bob sideshow mel. you said mail no no i said sideshow mike no sideshow mel was david high pierce yeah, yes yeah he was wait no he wasn't mel yes he was no he was um his brother no not sideshow mel the other one yeah, it was sideshow bob and sideshow it was mel but it wasn't played by mel still on the show he still runs around oh, there was a time where david high pierce played he played the brother right but he never played the side but what was the brother's name something like nigel or something like that I don't sideshow know. nigel don't work I don't know. You That's just like Sideshow McGinnis. Like, you have to look it up. What was Pierce's name in... Ask Google. Ask it. Hey, asshole. Yes. That, that's going to be my new one. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of Google. I'm going to get rid of Siri and get rid of all that. It's going to go, hey, asshole. Hey, asshole. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I have a multi-million <laughs> dollar idea for an app. I want to make an app, and I'm going to charge $1,000 per download. But... What the app will do is, if you have your phone or if you have your your smartwatch on you or whatever, you yell out, oh my God, I'm dying, and it deletes all of your stuff. That would be awesome. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. Oh, $1,000. I don't have it in my account. Sorry. I'm not dying. Please don't delete anything. What do you want to so, wait. So, here's one of my questions. So, history matches. Like, how do I put the question? So, we did the table of five, right? Mm -hmm. So, if you can pick five matches in history to watch, 
No, four matches. No, no, I'm doing five. You want a five? I'm doing five. This is a new question. So we're doing a new yeah, question. I'm going to try a new question with Mike real quick. Oh, we're doing, doing a new question yeah, with Mike? Just try. New question with Mike. A new question uh, uh, uh. Sunday. Sorry. Um, if you could pick like five... No. If you could pick like five matches in history to watch over and over and over again, which five matches would they be? First match. Good one. One that doesn't get brought up a lot. Bash at the beach when Hogan turns. Oh, oh yeah. That, that never gets brought up yeah. in the pantheon of great matches. No. But it should be. It should. Yeah. I was watching an interview with Hogan, and it's on the WCW DVD, Rise and Fall, and they were talking about, they were in the office, and Bischoff and Hogan are talking, and can we do? What can we do? We've done everything. What the hell can we do next? Hogan goes, I know. Turn me heel. Bischoff's like, hey, turn me heel. Come out. Bash at the beach. Pushes the ref out of the way. Leg drop <laughs> savage. And everything is history. Oh, sorry. That was probably one of the most iconic moments in wrestling history. And it's one of those moments that I don't get why people don't bring it up on best of lists because nobody <laughs> saw it coming. No. Nobody. Best heel turn. Best no. heel turn, yes. Never, ever saw that heel turn coming. So I'd have to say the Bash of the Beach match. I'm trying to think. Five matches. And it could be any Why couldn't you just do company? the top three? Because I think five would be more. Because Do you think top three? Top three, yes. Okay, top three. Top three, Bash at the Beach. Foley when he lost his ear. I've only oh, seen that on grainy video. Ooh. And I mean, what people don't realize is that those rope are like gigantic bungee cords. Yeah. Oh, you know wired. what I mean? Right. They're, they're wired just together and everything else. And I mean, they still hurt if you don't do it right. I've seen guys walk out of the locker room three lines on their back. So <laughs> a friend and, of mine broke his leg. Carboni? Yeah. And mainly because I think that that's just one of those things that like I'm, I'm thinking about game stopping moments. So no, Hell in the Cell. Undertaker Foley Hell in the Cell. So yeah, let's do Bash at the Beach. Undertaker Foley Hell in the Cell. One that I have to watch. That's hard. I can't come up. I can't even come up with a third one. You got three? I, I three? I'll let you think about yours. Okay. Uh, it has to be Bret Hart versus Perfect in 91. 91 SummerSlam? Yes. 91 SummerSlam. Um, I, one of my favorites of all time. It was the Intercontinental. Savage. WrestleMania 3. That is on my list. That has to be on the yeah. list. Full Brawl. Which William one? versus Steamboat. Or a TV title? Mm-hmm. That match was amazing. Mm. And if I had to pick, I'm going to pick. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, we're going to change up the whole thing. It's like favorite. Um, loved it. I just can't get enough of it. Was, um, go, let's go with, um, when, um, Papa Shango walked running down to the ring. WrestleMania 8. Yes. And then started beating the crap out of Hogan. And Warriors and, and music And then hits. you hear Warrior comes down. Like, dun, 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 dun. I'm not a Warrior fan. But no, I but was that was a, a huge pop. So I was hyped and I kept on watching it over and over and over and over again. It's one of my favorites. I love WrestleMania 8. That was the best. That was one. what? No, the, I was thinking of 7. 8 was Hogan. Hogan and, um, Hogan Slaughter? No, yeah. Hogan. Was it Hogan Slaughter? No, it's Hogan and, um, God damn, you got me. It's sick. Oh, okay, yeah, because the Harvey night before was, the, wasn't the night before Saturday night's main event where they did the main event versus the main event? Yeah. Where it was Sid and Hogan versus... Sam it was a good somebody. build. Yeah. yeah. It was a good build. It's um, Sid turned. And... So I do have five. No, I don't want to hear your five. Top three. Top three would be Savage, Steamboat. Um, well, top four, okay? It's three. Okay, fine. I'll take the fourth one out. Um, three-way dance. Carino, Just Incredible, and Jerry Lynn. Yeah, it's good yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's a toss-up between the I Love You at WrestleMania or the Double Swerve at Survivor Series. Nobody remembers the Double Swerve? What's the Double Swerve? The Double Swerve was Survivor Series where it was Powers of Pain turned on Fuji and Demolition took him. Oh, yeah. 
Yes. So Demolition went from heel to face and Power Didn't Payne know which Survivor Series match because 88? Because if you remember, 87? wasn't like Brett turned heel and, and Austin turned face? Yeah, I think so. But I was talking the tag match. Yeah. So now I actually have my list now that I actually got it. <laughs> so the Bash of the Beach, Savage Steamboat, Malenko Guerrero Farewell. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that one. Yes. That was good. Taker Punk okay. at WrestleMania mm-hmm. and Omega Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom. The one in Japan? Yeah. Yeah. That was the match that kind of opened up the doors for yeah. um, everything. Can I, can I give a little late breaking news? Can we edit this in and do this out soon? So I just found out that the IWA Vintage main event between Rhett Titus and Brian Johnson will be for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. That's kind of cool. That's Nice. We're going to be there. IWA. You're coming, You're coming now? <laughs> January 15th, Millville, I, New Jersey. I need to talk to my wife. <laughs> Rhett Titus versus Brian Johnson for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Late breaking news. That is very, very So, did we do a table of five yet? No, we didn't even do five questions of doom. Whatever you want to oh, do that. Yeah, we're going to do all that, too. You know what I mean? This, this is the main state of the show. You know what I mean? Hey. We, we just, we made a new game up for you. Well, there we go. That, that We can try that one next time we get somebody on. Yeah, top three, yeah. We're going we're gonna to have some fun and all that cool stuff. And are you ready, Dave? Are you ready? I said. Are you ready? I'm pushing the button. Yeah. That, the, yeah. Five questions. Oh. Did, did you see how I feel when he does that? He's just mad because I'm better. <laughs> the five questions of doom. <laughs> he wants to go there. He, he wants to go there. All right. Play music. One We're waiting. I hope he comes back in a mask. <laughs> if he does, I'm laughing. Oh my gosh. Do I do the one question yet? Or do it? Uh, oh wait. Oh gosh, no. Oh, it's <laughs> it's Dave Keener. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, he wants to go there. Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the five questions of Doom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> of question number one. Are you a fan of camping or going into a hotel? Camping. There we go. I was a Boy Scout for years. Okay, okay. I, I never had a scout. Question number two. Okay, two. Hardy Boys Dang or Na- uh, Nancy Drew? Uh, before my time. I thought he was going to say Hardy Boys or Nasty Boys. I, I, I thought that's what you were going to say, Roman. Well, when we were at when we were in Delaware, he had, he had to explain that he didn't mean the Hardy Boys because the person had no clue who either one were. I didn't put these questions together. I'm just pulling stuff out. So Question number, number two. Three. No, no, no. He's, he's, no, no, he's, no, he's, no, sir. Uh, we're going to be Molly. Favorite comic yeah. book. Favorite what? Comic, comic book. book. I'm Batman fan through and through. It, I'm it, Batman. If you would watch my episodes, you would see that almost my entire back walls filled with Batman stuff. He I, told was you. Gonna, I was going to tell you that, that you have Batman stuff. All right, on all right. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs>
All right, for me, it's a given, but favorite Joker. Favorite Joker? Um, Probably honest actor? Yeah. Or voice. Or voice. Voice? Well, well, favorite Joker for that is Mark Hamill, straight out. I think he's the best Joker anyway. I, uh, Cesar Romero. Like, I like the 1960s Batman. Oh, yeah. No, Cesar that's Romero, Burgess Meredith. My greatest actors. crush was Yvonne Craig. Catwoman. Even okay. though there were two different Catwomen. Actually, Yvonne Craig was Batgirl. Bat- Batgirl, you're right. Yeah. Well, no, there were two different. Were there two different Catgirls? Or yeah, Cat- one was Eartha Kitt. One was Eartha Kitt, and the other one was... Um, Julie Newmar. Right. Thanks for caring. Question. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm going to do this. Oh, I thought you were rubbing your nipples the way you got up. I thought he did, too. Question number... Excuse me. Did I do that? Was that one over the top? McDonald's or Burger King? Burger King, they have the Impossible Whopper. Aha. Uh-huh. That's right. You forgot, though. Yeah. Impossible Whopper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. We had a mulligan. Remember? We had a mulligan. Yeah. I'm going to piss him off right now. Watch this. Question number four. Dude, you're a creep. <laughs> Favorite um, snack food? Favorite snack food? Probably. I'm boring. Watermelon. Watermelon. Do you put mustard? Do you put mustard on it too? No. I'll do a little salt. Watermelon's amazing. I love watermelon. I love watermelon juice. I love watermelon. It, no. Honestly, ninety-nine percent of the times, if you see me running into a Wawa, I'm probably getting a little tub of watermelon to eat while I'm like in my car or something. Mm. Oh, I do grapes too. Yeah. Last one. Ready? Mm. They're all gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna Question laugh at you. Number no! Oh, they're all gonna laugh at you. No! Question number five. Question number five. Fred or Barney? <laughs> hey, Fred. Barney had the harder way. Yeah. Somebody else said that too, and I can't remember who it was. I mean, you're the person who found Bugs Bunny sexy when he dressed up as a girl, so. Oh, he is. I am a, I am a Daffy Duck. You're despicable. Thank you. So, that was five questions of doom. You just wait, wait, he says it so casual. He's like, so, yeah, that was uh, horrible. <sighs> five questions of doom. So, okay. what I'm going to need you to do is I'm going to need you to come in tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. And edit this for us. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was my office space reference. He is office space. Oh, I got the reference. No, uh, you're just spaced. Oh, you are spaced. You have a geek out moment. Geek out moment was meeting Dusty Rhodes. Damn, you guys met Dusty Rhodes and I didn't. It's not fair. Not only did I meet Dusty Rhodes, I had to help him get ready with his uh, bullwhip because he was, or with his, with his bull rope because he was in a bull rope mat. Where Versus Carino? It was a, it was in 3PW. Oh, it could have been. It could have been because it been Carino, we hear we heard that story so many times. That's why I stopped. He has a Carino. I, I have a Christopher Daniels story too. Oh, can you please tell us it one day? Yeah, I'll not let, now. I'll, no, maybe I'll let next you know. time. Yeah, maybe yeah. next time. I'll let you yeah. know. Yeah, you'd have to ask him about it. Okay. Yeah, no. Dusty Rhodes was a geek out for me, and um, actually, the first time I met Raven was a geek out because I was a big Raven fan in ECW mm. and WCW. See, I met him when he was doing Scotty Flamingo. He was doing a Liberty. Liberty Wrestling Show in Darby, Upper Darby, and he was Scotty Flamingo. And then he fell asleep in the back of the car. Probably, I don't remember. Ribs just come on every time. Here, take another one. Oh, I will. So Fuck I you. did. I did have a geek out moment at Icons this year for the first time. You want to tell it? Oh, what? What I did for you? No, what I walked into and oh, right we in front were of- sitting there and we're talking, and all of a sudden, Warlord and Barbarian walk by in full gimmick. And I, like, I uh, DB, and they're sitting there directly 
across from us the whole time. I'm like, here's the school. But <laughs> when they walked by, I was like, holy shit. Those guys are still that big. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you guys a story that I never gave anywhere before. That Ooh. was something that I was, that almost happened, but due to circumstances, couldn't happen. So they, there was a company that used, that ran one or two shows down in um, the old Atlantic City um, baseball stadium back in the early 2000s. Okay. They had a couple shows there. Metallica played there. There was like Bam Bam Bigelow and um, Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen, by the way. So I'm watching the show. <laughs> And I not to cut you off, you gotta tell him the Frank Cody story about we will, we will let him finish. So um I was friends with Michael Tierson and Tierson got invited to this event because um Bam Bam Bigelow was a big fan of his growing up because Tierson was on the radio. And um so Tierson's he's like, Mike, he's like, You gotta come. I'm like, okay. We see all these Japanese journalists standing over in the corner. I'm like, oh, I'm guessing that's where the journalists stand. So I stand there and there's this big dude standing next to me the entire show. And the entire show, I'm just shooting the shit with him talking wrestling and like being like a stupid little 20-year-old Mark. And then he walks away and Tiersen com- comes up to me. He's like, did you get an interview? What do you mean did I get an interview? He's like, you didn't get an interview. No, I didn't get an interview. You spent the entire show talking to Stan Hansen wow. and didn't get an interview. <laughs> completely didn't realize it was him. But also at the show was um, the Road Warriors. Okay. And um, Tiersen got us to meet the Road Warriors. Well, something that I've never talked about publicly was um, that was about six months before Hawk passed away. We were in negotiations with Hawk to have him on our show Wow. as a weekly segment. The one that got away. Yep. That, I feel that all the time. Like when you do interviews with wrestlers and you're like, he can't loved, wait. He loved loved talking to us. He loved talking to us. I mean, we, we talked to Harley Race like a week before he died. Before he passed. Same with Paul well. Paul Orndorff too. Yeah. We like, it was like, we just talked to these guys two weeks ago and holy shit. Vader was wow. an all one. Mm-hmm. We talked to Vader. Animal. 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 Yes. We were at the con. We were at Icons and like literally where that window is was Animal. And we're sitting right here and it was, I think it was Animal, Billy Gunn, Renee Michelle and Deanna Peraza were over that way. Don't be a dick. And we're just sitting there and we're talking to Animal. He's like, hey, how's it going? And then two weeks later, True I'm fault. like, wow. Yeah, it's really possible, but it's nobody's fault. But yeah, like seeing these wrestlers and then boom, they pass away. Like guys, like just recently, we just lost the uh, independent wrestler, Marcus Kane. Crane. Crane. Mark Crane. Crane. Yeah. Crane. And, and, just, and um, H2O guy. Yeah. Another H2O guy. Yes, and it's like I listened to Kip, um, with Kit, 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 um, Kit, Kit Osborne. Thank you. It was like blanket out of my head. I just listened to his interview with him. They were just shitting the, having fun and talking, mm-hmm. and like he talked about he almost died. He had a um attack in his head. Didn't that know? And got bad. And I was like, holy crap! It was a good interview. It sucks when you go to shows and you see these wrestlers, and then boom, they pass away, and you're like, holy crap! The hardest thing in the world. You know? What I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially somebody so young. Yeah, talented. like guys like Nate Hatred and Trent Essen who were and Z Bar mm-hmm. who were so young and talented. Like Trent, Trent, like you say, Trent was the River Phoenix of wrestling. Yeah, Trent was so talented that Japan was calling him when he was 22. Yeah, you know, Trent had a lot of great things going for if, him. If I remember correctly, if ECW didn't fold, he was getting ready to get signed 
and he would have been the youngest person on their roster mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Both him and uh, Johnny at Jimmy that time Cashman, yeah. were, were both about to get signed, and they would have been the youngest people on the roster. And, I mean, you had guys, like, back then with ECW, because Devin Storm was coming up, and East Starling, they just brought the men. ECW and, just brought in right, York and Matthews. Christian and, and Matthews. Like, you were bringing in all this great talent, all this new talent, and then, you know, Devin Storm, Crowbar, amazing wrestler. Psychotron Ken Porter, another great wrestler, didn't wrestle in ECW, but he was there. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Who am I, who, do you know who that is? In ECW? I remember him. Okay. Do you yeah. remember him? No. So Psychotron Ken Porter was the guy who walked around the ring with Raven, picking his nose and walking oh. around with the doll. Yeah. That was Ken Porter. Ken Porter was one third of the New Jersey tag team called the Misfit. They did the Wildwood shows. Mm-hmm. It was Psychotron, Harley Lewis, and Derek Domino. Mm-hmm. They were working for Tommy Fierro up there in, in when he was doing NWS, New, New Jersey, and NJWS or something like that. I can't remember what it was back then. But he's now the promoter for IWS, I, ISPW yeah. out of North Jersey. But he had a lot of great talent came up, and they all were in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the sad part of the whole, you know I mean? Lose so much talent, and I don't know what to say sometimes, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Could have had Hulk. Like, we had to watch out. Like, that recently happened. Dying, but it was on. We almost got somebody that came out in the Me, Me Too um, movement, finding out he he was a child molester. Mm. You know what I mean? And we had to cancel the show and figure it out something else. And we brought somebody else on. Do you remember him? Mark Haggerty? Yeah. He, he was a ring announcer and, like, boom, finding out. Twiggy Ramirez. Yeah. You remember him? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Twiggy? See, the, the company that I worked with where I got to meet a lot of these people mm-hmm. was um keener probably knows him um united wrestling coalition yeah you know yeah. Yeah, yeah they they um i helped them with their so my they were based out of burlington county college for okay. years and that's where they used to do their toys for tot stuff they brought in people like kenny omega they yeah. brought in um six-year-old colby carino wrestled don montoya there twice <laughs> um it was backstage at a uwc show that i that me and my then broadcast partner Ben gave Allison Danger her very first interview. Who is um, now a trainer for WWE. Yep, yep, she is. Congratulations to... Another Carino. Another Carino. Yeah, I mean, and they brought <laughs> Have in... Have you like seen Colby talent. lately? Yeah. Dude, no offense, that's his father. Yeah. Yeah. He looks Colby looks like exactly his like his father did when his father was, what, 26, 27? Yeah. Carino yeah. was a big, big name. Yeah. And Still I, is. And they brought in so many people, and it was just great meeting him, and Twiggy Ramirez, and, you know, all those people. Madonna Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. You want to do two more questions? Sure. Let's do two more questions. Two more questions. So, we didn't do table five. No, we didn't. So, let's do table well, five. Well, we kind of did, but we didn't. It was like a table of three. No, that was just the top three all times. Okay. Matches of your favorite. You know what I mean? It's a different thing. Okay. We're talking about magic. Okay. Okay. But table five. Table, table five. five. Table five. Wow. Five. I don't know what I'm doing. So, we never know what you're doing. So let's do this. Um, Because you're big on the whole CCW thing. Top, top four. Five, top four. Top girls. four girls to sit at your table. Top four girls to sit at my table for... I would want it to be people that I haven't had a chance to interview. That'd be cool. So I would love to have a Kylan King. Um... My favorite wrestler, period, right now, Thunder Rosa. Mm. That'd be great if Martell could get her. Well, she runs the other big women's promotions. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah no. So, so Thunder Rosa is. Like I said, right now, she's my favorite wrestler, hands down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to talk women's wrestlers, Beth Phoenix. Mm. She showed up last night, too. I saw. Yeah. Lita. Okay. Lita will be at MCW coming up in a few weeks. Her and Adam Cole. Oh, 
You know how much I like Adam Cole. Yeah. See, I, I like one of the ones that I'm liking now is Kayla Spark. Oh, are you? I like her too. She's yeah. cool. Very cool person. Right. And she has a TV show coming out on Hulu and Netflix mm-hmm. in just a little bit. Against the Ropes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, wasn't that? Do you remember that show? That was a. Yeah, there was another show called Against the Ropes. It, well, it wasn't called Against the Ropes. It was called Learning the Ropes, and it starred Michael Hagstrom and. Um, Lyle Alzado. It was on in like 1985. And Lyle Alzado played a wrestler who teamed up with Animal, not Animal Hawk. Now, this way I can find it for you. Okay, find it, please. But yeah, this was Learning the Ropes. It was pretty cool. But her, she's good. So. And Mother Endless, too. She's uh, really cool. I love Mother Endless. See, and there's certain people that I wouldn't have on my show because I don't want them to do it out of character. And you can't do an in character. The one thing I absolutely loved about Mother Endless. That's the thing about us too you know i mean it's right. kind of hard to do in character yeah. but yeah well, we can we can it, figure it all it depends away. on where i'm at if i'm at the farm i'm in character unless somebody gets me out of character but yeah. I, but I feel I like that about Mother Endless and Dan House, and I don't want to interview them because I don't want to no. interview them out the, of character. The thing yeah. I love about Mother Endless is every single time I show up to a show, she's already in character. I'm she's pretty sure she shows up like that. Right. She shows up mm-hmm. in gear, never breaking the code, never doing all that. No, 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 no. That don't count. I know it doesn't count. That don't count. I know that doesn't count. Right, we're not breaking code. Nope, nope. But she shows up to the shows that she's working already in gear, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Sticking to the code. Like guys like Phoenix and um, what's his name? Pentagon show up in gimmick. In gimmick. Muda in gimmick. You know, right in gimmick. I, I love that they still stick to the code. that code. Yeah. Granted, but we, we have seen endless outside of gimmick, but that's a whole nother story. When I talked to her, she said we had to do it in character. And I was like, I'm right. okay with doing it in character, but I'll change out my concept mm-hmm. of everything. And then just. Yeah, my power. show just flat out doesn't work. It, it's, it's There's kinda, no way to do it. It's kind of hard for us, too. So it's like. But I had the Blood Brothers with OTP on, and I was like, are we doing this in or out? Because. Miniseries? I will do it yeah. in my miniseries. I will play character with miniseries. Well, that's like some of the guys we've talked to from ECW. Yeah. Like, are we, how are we doing this? What are we doing? Are we on the air right now? No. Then we'll talk like we normally talk. Yeah. But once you say go, I'm in character. Yeah. Okay. But yet there's some guys that stay in character the whole entire time, whether you're off it or not. It's okay. My whole thing is, okay, miniseries, I might do the in character stuff. I'll bring Mother Endless on and just ask certain questions and have fun with her. You know what I mean? Right. And if she ever gets out of um, gimmick in the future or something like that, we can do stories. And I mean, speaking of other great wrestlers, AEW. Yes. Congratulations, Mercedes Martinez. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. She is all elite. I am all elite too. Didn't you just, well, that's a different story. It just story. came up. Yeah, I'm all elite now. Welcome, yeah, everybody. You're all elite behind the bed. So the last that, question. That's your new name. You're behind the bed, DB Richards. There you go. Now, now <laughs> if that gets going, I'm gonna like hit you over the head with that one. Because remember, I'm douchebag Dave. Right. So um, you're double back Dave. So what should we ask him? Last question. Okay. We're going to go back in time. We haven't done that one today. Want to do back in time? Sure. Why go back not? in time? Like, let's go back in time and talk about. You know, he asked that question. So maybe we should ask it to him. Yes. Go ahead. You know how you have that younger person question? Mm-hmm. What would you do? I. So this is something I've thought about. <laughs> so. um, Which means he knows the question, but nobody's ever asked him it. I live my life with a very simple code. Would 12 year old me want to kick my own ass? But I like my own ass. 
Does he want to kick my ass for the things that I do in my life? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that he'd be very happy if he saw my wife. My wife should not be married to me. She's way too good looking. Like, I, I live my life, what would 12-year-old me say? Mm-hmm. And if I were going to tell him anything about anything that he was going to do, it was at the end of the day, you can at least say that you were there. I like that. I really, really do like that. That's pretty cool. On that note. On that note. Would you should like we to leave, do... it, leave it on a high note? Not that one. Thank you. And this has been the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside D.B. Richards. And we'll see you in the ring. We need to do that again. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And this has been the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside D.B. Richards. And we'll see you in the ring. Then we've been talking to Mike, that guy over there, Priscilla, from the Wrestling Independent Podcast. Oh my gosh. About time you got something right. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome, and you suck. My name is Mike from the Wrestling Independent, and you're listening to the bet. No, wait, there's my show. My name is Mike. You're listening to the Wrestling Independent. You're listening to the cut second. It, cut it, but- no, cut it. <laughs> wait, no, there's also talk as Jer- Jericho uh. oral session. You're listening wait, to. Wait, wait, wait. He said oral sessions. Look, can this dude do his promo? Wait, wait, hold on a second. There, he already said we sucked, so why should I let him do it? Hey, 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 hey. Let him finish it. But he already said it. our show sucked. I like it. Wait. Keep going. So there's mine, Talk is Jericho, Oral Se- You're listening to a wrestling podcast, the 23-rounded wrestling podcast, <sighs> with D.B. Richards and Sweet Tea, Dave Keener. And you still suck. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Alfalsi here. And Zach Ravix. Super Crazy Wrestling, Super Crazy Arena, Skid Row Academy. We are indeed the best facility in New Jersey. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Probably no in a world, extremely top three, I would say. We have very terrific trainers. Actually, they all come from uh, the Ring of Honor Dojo, so yeah. you already know you're... So they're going to be great, and they're definitely great. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're going to experience some, you know, pretty elite stuff. Uh, you know, we're all about intensity here, you know. Uh, we're, we're always here to help. We're, we're always reach one, teach one. That That's our main thing. You know, I feel like if you're a person that really feels like wrestling is your dream, and that's what you want to accomplish, this is the best school to come to. Or burn. Or, or burn. Okay. Or what Brack said. So, uh, once again, you know, best school probably in the world. Definitely in Jersey. You can find it. You can find it on Facebook. Uh, Super Crazy Wrestling and Scare Row Academy and Instagram Super Crazy Wrestling Scare Row Academy. So you can contact Melissa Pena or Odog, and he'll come find you if you don't find him. Or I will. Or or Brax or, or, or Brax. You'll burn. No, you won't burn.